Welcome into New Way Stories, a new podcast that is about uh, creating and doing it maybe in a new way, which Ooh. I think is actually the, the the definition of creating, right? <laughs> if you're doing something in anyway. My name is Jesse. Uh. With me is Darius, Rodney, Trevor Yo. Giles. I wanted to throw out all four whoa, names whoa, whoa. because it, I'm in the Sorry. Wolf Protection Program. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> at any point... You My name used to be Rodney Darius Trevor Giles. That's what they did in the Witness Protection Program yeah. was they changed my middle Well, that's name. like, I mean, it's like one of those algorithms, right, where you throw out like four numbers and it's like, how many, <laughs> how many possible ways can you uh, make this eight. come out different? And you're like, well, there's four numbers, so what, eight or ten? And they're like, actually, it's seven million. Um <laughs> <laughs> you see Darius Rodney Trevor Giles and you're like well this could be anybody <laughs> you, you forget the combinations that are like Giles 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 right That's um, so gets me. you're gonna hear me respond to uh Darius or Trevor or Rodney you'll hear it all yeah a uh, um, yeah. little bit of background I think for why we're even doing a podcast called New Way Stories I started yeah. New Way Stories because I realized that the action heroes that I grew <laughs> up idolizing, specifically in 80s action movies, uh, were yep. not spiritually healthy move, uh, people yeah. at all. Even like when totally. they followed their transformation story or yeah. they set out to do, like at the end of the movie, everybody's praising them. And I'm like, if this right. person was in real life, we would like commit them to a mental hospital yeah. and be like you really need help and it will be <laughs> like, an insurmountable amount of paperwork <laughs> it's uh and so darius and i both share an affinity for 80s action movies and oh, yeah. story so oh, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about movies we're going to talk about story we're going to talk about real life situations and how they shape us how we can go forward and how we can Heck be yeah. better creators moving forward as well regardless yeah. of what you create like how can yeah. you be a better creator and before let me just get this out front like we are going to try to not get on our high horse <laughs> at all and and be like these are wrong because even those 80s action movies like have a place they're entertaining oh, yeah. Not oh, every yeah. story needs to be this, like, feel good. Like, I think that's why Christian oh, yeah. media, uh, mainstream Christian media sucks a lot of times because they yeah. feel forced to do something. So that's, I'm not saying, like, if you are writing a dark story or, like, exploring uh, a bad side of the human condition or whatever, yeah, that is, that's okay. That's and, like, those yeah. stories need to be told as well. Yeah. Uh, but for us, I think what we're thinking about is like the falsity and the the way that things that were unhealthy were passed off as healthy, or the things that should not have been celebrated were celebrated. So not not that they were like negative movies or negative stories, but that they 
miss they were bad representations of real real life which is what a story is <laughs> totally even if it's freaking star wars it's I a think, representation of real life right we were you know 13 14 year olds who grew up on you know our fathers instead of talking to us about like being emotional and sharing our feelings with our wives, they showed us Jean-Claude Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies oh, as all fathers did in the nineties. I thought Indeed. Um, as they and, should, as they should. Right. And so as 13, 14 year olds, we wanted to like be vigilantes. Do you remember oh, when dude. someone spray painted your fence yeah. over and over and again? We- we had the real idea and we even followed it out one time. We like dug a hole and we hid yep. and hid we're like, hole. we're going to vigilante the hell out of these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, oh, this guy's about and I don't mean bring so them good. to Jesus. We were going vigilante to beat so them up bad. like we were some sort of like oh, Batman. Dude, so or... weird. I, I hope my kids one day do so. I have kids one day. They do something like that. That sounds the most of the most entertaining thing to watch. On the yeah. adults side of that. Dude, right. We, you and I, we didn't like drink or like do drugs in high school. Yep. We just true. had these ideas of grandeur of like being real life superheroes, which again, if someone yeah. comes to you and is like, you know, I'm going to be a real life superhero. You're like, oh, like you need to go to a mental hospital. <laughs> like you need, <laughs> you need help, right? Like you're clearly I'm the Batman. <laughs> you're clearly taking your parents' death and harnessing that uh, grief in a wrong in the wrong direction. <laughs> like, I'm not I love, proposing I love that Alfred, and Batman is my favorite. Right, I have a Batman tattoo, but as great as Alfred is, like he should have done a little better surrogate uh, parenting there. You know, Mister Wade. I don't think. I don't think that you putting on these gloves. And going out night after night, trying to beat people senseless is the most appropriate way for you to handle your emotions. Have you tried writing things down in a journal? <laughs> oh, God, that, I mean, it would not it would not be the comic book and movie series that it is today, given <laughs> it's just Bruce Wayne therapy kid. I had Where are the other hugs going? I saw bats in a bat cave and it reminded me of darkness. Something I'm working through. <laughs> Very good, Mr. Wayne. Very good. Um, yeah. And so that. And how did that make you feel? These are the stories that we want to tell and feel like need to be told, right? <laughs> no. So, like, my whole goal setting out, like, maybe two, three years ago, I set out to write this story uh, that. I wanted an action hero that like a kid, like a 12 or 13 year old in middle school or junior high could read my cat just knocked something off. And I'm not going to edit it out. I can, see that. Not, like, I can see that on the video. That's yeah, hilarious. You guys are going to have like the best production value ever, which is as soon as I'm done recording on Zoom, I'll upload it to the internet. <laughs> um, I watched the cat look straight at the camera and go, Dude, legit. Just maliciously knock it down. I love my cat. I really do. Biggest jerk ever. Like, (laughs) she's just like Uh, defiant. Anyway, I wanted to create this action hero that 
if a kid was like, I want to be like him, then a parent would be like, yeah, absolutely be like that. Right. Like he's a team player. Um, what is, what is a a movie that you watched as a kid (laughs) that you would think like had a, a positive impact on you? You know, I know this is not like an action movie. Doesn't have I mean, to be an is. action movie. That's But you know, I actually really think because because this fits a few different profiles, uh Rocky, the first Rocky, I actually think was a really positive was a really positively impactful movie for a few different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. I, I, I'm trying to stay away from cartoons, to be honest with you, because I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like the only thing I think is healthy is cartoons. But <laughs> Don Bluth was really doing a good job when I was a kid, to be honest with you, taking animated film and translating real human experience into it. So like Land Before Time. Oh yeah. Land Before Time. Again, not something that I'm like, not, I'm not trying to say like, hey, if you, you know what would be, like, I'm not trying to sound like a homeschool parent. You will be really cool Bible man. Um, <laughs> Bible but, man, that's a whole nother episode that we can't get into right now. I watched Kyle Mooney talk about Bible man um, in like a bad VHS collection. He has like a classic VHS collection of bad, just like really garbage stuff. And he was like, here's one. This is called Bible Man. And I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. What's funny is that like, there's actually, if you break down Bible Man, which if you haven't watched it, you didn't get TBN uh, today on Saturday (laughs) mornings, or you did get TBN, like we all did. You were just watching normal cartoons, um, which is not a cartoon, it's a live action. The, some of the stuff that's in it like the concepts, a lot of the concepts, really not bad. Again, cool. like if you if they weren't trying to be so heavy-handed, it actually would have been a decent, like, superhero. Yeah. But uh, Rocky, what do you, what do you think heavy-handed. one of the, the main takeaways for you? And was it something that you, like, realized in the moment? Or do you think, like, hindsight, you're like, oh, that, that maybe had, like, an effect? Um, but it's for sure both end. And the older I get, the more I rewatch stuff and I cry rewatching stuff that I watched as a kid. I'm like, gosh, this is so powerful and moving. Um, but as a kid, I remember Rocky at the docks in that, in the, in like the intro, in the first act, intro to the first act. And he's at the docks and he's like, Hey, I don't want to break your thumbs. Like if you don't pay up, I'm gonna have to send me back. I don't, I don't, I want, I want to have to break your thumbs, man. And he's not saying that as like a threatening thing. He's like telling this guy, like, dude, I don't like my job. Like, I don't like. The only thing I know how to do is like bruise. I'm just yeah. like a big, and he, he's like, I'm just like a big dummy. Um, but and he's like, so like that's my job. And they're introducing him as his character that he like breaks this guy's thumbs if he doesn't pay up to the loan sharks. But the way that he's like essentially meek and and meek in a, you know, when you're at the bottom of the economy 
it's really, really, really actually easy to justify doing things that are not healthy. And I don't blame anybody for it ever at all. Um, you know, I did stupid things when I was hurting for cash, like that were just not wise things. Like I, I would like stay the night at my wife's apartment, even though I knew it was probably not like the best, healthiest thing for our like dating relationship for us to be like sleeping in the same apartment. And I'd stay the night in the living room because I didn't have anywhere else to sleep. And like, was it a breach of, was it a breach of a boundary? Oh, hundred percent. It was not wise, but like I was poor. There was nothing else I could have done. Yeah. So I mean, that's like it, yeah. poverty does that, right? Like it, yeah regardless of like where your uh boundaries or values are yeah. like poverty forces you to like look at those boundaries and values and them. oftentimes yeah. you have to cross the line because like you really yeah. feel like it's necessity right yeah in all your travels was there ever a time you felt for the criminals right the first time i stole <laughs> so i wouldn't starve anyway um, batman begins everybody there's a lot of batman begins happening Just today a lot really, of batman. <laughs> it's not, not too late to get out of this if uh <laughs> if that's not your cup of tea so but we are going to talk about uh we are eventually going to talk about 90s batman at some point in time in the so you're going to miss that if you jump ship now it's a good point you're going to miss the good stuff so point. sorry roundabout long story watching rocky have this power be in a situation where he could abuse his power and still say like i don't want to hurt people mm. was was really powerful for me as a kid because i was like oh this guy this guy's in a tough situation and he's trying to make the best of it and uh he was gentle i appreciate like he was an action hero that was gentle. He yeah. wanted to be gentle. He didn't want to hurt people. Totally. I love that. Um, I love Rocky because it's the first movie that I watched where the main character lost and yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. even it's one of my favorite scenes actually in, in cinema. I would probably put it, if I really had to make a, a list, it probably would be in my top. 25 um but they're announcing apollo one and he's just he's trying to find adrian right that's like that is what is important he realizes that that you know this woman that he loves this relationship is is way more important than losing a shot at the title like yeah which is a little bit right where rocky lost its way and why the first rocky yeah uh, it's not like i have to not like I have to sell anybody on this point. It's why the first Rocky has stay power and yeah. why 80s movie fans love Rocky 3 and 4, but they're, <laughs> they're garbage, garbage movies. They are right? really bad. They are. Garbage movies is not an unfair assessment, unfortunately. It doesn't make it not fun. Pain. Pain. I'm going to crucify him. Oh, Mr. T. Uh, I know I just said it was a terrible movie, but I do get a little giddy as Mr. T is the the villain. Club of Lang. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, like, like the, this idea that like the hero doesn't have to win. I just rewatched the hit film Heavyweights with, 
which is like a super early on, you know, Judd Apatow written um, Ben Stiller stars in it, right? Before these guys really broke out. And it's a hilarious, hilarious movie. And the, like at the very end, the Fat Camp kids race in the Apache Relay against Camp MVP. And it's just like, we get our butts kicked every year by yeah. Camp MVP. But in this movie, you know, the Fat Camp wins, right? The hero's got to win. And I get it. Like, it's a, right. it's a feel-good, funny movie. Right. But, like, 10 times out of 10, Camp MVP is going to kick your butt in that race. Like, there's, destroy not, you. there's not a universe <clears throat> where you win that race. <laughs> but like so uh, but that's the condition right of like reading books watching movies the hero has yeah. to win you're like yeah. in the human condition right like actually oftentimes as you're the hero of your story oftentimes you don't technically win uh, yeah but like you still yeah. have to like move on and like find a way out of it right yeah like you said earlier <clears throat> the as a as a young person, the the winning and triumphing was was kind of like peddled, and it was kind of part of Americanism too in the eighties and nineties and two thousands. Yeah, 2000s, and still is like, right. Like if you don't yeah. win, like you're a loser. <laughs> like you don't have mm-hmm. value. If you were not mm-hmm. fill in the blank, right? Best at whatever. <laughs> it's so great looking back. It's so funny looking back on like Rocky Four that you're like that people in in the eighties were like, I can't believe in this story where like an American athlete beats a Russian athlete. And today that was just a, such a funny like proposition that it's like, yeah, well, they're a third world country. Of course they're not gonna send someone away to boxing. <laughs> Did you? I've been watching. I've been rewatching New Girl, uh, and there's an episode where Schmidt. Did you watch New Girl at all? Only just like when it was on TV a couple times. So there's an yeah. episode just where Schmidt, one of the characters, yeah. uh, goes. Who's the voice of one of the Spider Mans in Into the Spider Verse? Oh no, oh. that's the other guy, not Schmidt. No, yeah, Schmidt's you're right. The, um, Schmidt's a smooth-looking guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Schmidt is yeah the successful like clean-cut guy. He yeah. goes on a date with this Russian model and he's like, what do you enjoy about America? And she like <laughs> goes on this run that is absolutely hilarious. But she goes ice skating for fun, not for saving life. Um, and I was just like, yes, that was such a brilliant joke. Yeah, I have this bit that I'm trying to work on about like, we need another country to hate. Because like that's really when America's at its best. Um, it's like, true. If you go back, right? It's World War II. We hate the Germans and the Japanese, and then in the you know all through seventies and eighties, we hate the Russians. And like, look how amazing and how much we love each other. And in the last year, like last twenty years, we've only hated ourselves. And look where our country is at. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm, we need to channel I, that hate into a different. <laughs> Like let's just let's hate on France. Like I think it'll bring us all together. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is one of the conundrums of uh, of a story that of a story that it goes deeper than face value. You know, I don't know if I don't know if it really had a big positive impact on me as a kid, or I just liked it because of laser swords. I really can't tell. 
but Star Wars. Red Dawn. Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, I thought we were gonna <laughs> continue on the path. I've actually never seen Red Dawn. All what? I know is Wolverine. Absolutely, man. Man, Patrick yeah. Swayze, Charlie Sheen. I love. I love OG Red Dawn. Um, again, let's kill the Russians. That's yeah. Um, Great, great stuff. Um, Star Wars, yeah, man, Star Wars. Yeah, the idea of Russia invading us too in the eighties. It was like, what if Russia invaded? And today, right. it's like, yeah, what well, if if Russia invaded? That would be crazy because yeah. it would be crazy. Um, I, you're right. It would take us two days to stop them. Right. <laughs> um, be an all-out war. Okay, Star Wars. What what was like the the takeaway other than why is yoda well oh yeah yoda was awesome actually you know i i really did a i loved as a kid like luke's transformation into becoming confident um but not confident not confident because he was gonna murder a bunch of people like Schwarzenegger would have been or Bruce Willis would have been in, in a way like in that Die Hard or something. But also, dude, it wasn't, dude, no, I'll just, uh, for sure, the thing that was impactful for me as a kid is I remember being like, holy crap, they redeemed Anakin. Mm -hmm. I, I probably watched it when I was 10, 9, 9 maybe was the first time. I watched it before the before the prequels came out, so I was probably 9. Yeah. And I remember being like, holy crap, like this guy was like Darth Vader. This guy was the worst. He blew yeah. up Alderaan and he like they he got a chance at redemption. And to me as a kid that spoke, it spoke so huge because it was like, it was like one of the only movies that I'd seen as a kid, especially of like a classic genre where it was like, the villain the villain has a deeper motive than just being power hungry yeah the the villain's real motive in the end was connection to his son he just didn't know he got lost on the way and that story is amazing yeah absolutely i mean say what you want to about the prequels um i understand they're not technically good movies but you also yeah. have to understand that they came out when Darius and I were from ages 10 to 15. So like, yeah, just try and tell 12 year old Jesse that that Star Wars movie is not good. Like you kidding me? Totally. Um, I would hit you with a plastic lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. I rewatched them uh, with George Lucas's commentary over the top Ooh, because that's the kind of person I am. And <laughs> you, you, as you go, you know, he's, he's saying like, when you watch the, the four, five and six, think that this is a story of Luke Skywalker and saving, saving the universe. Right. Yeah. So, but when you start watching the prequels, you realize that this is a grand story about Anakin, that yeah. uh, a full lifespan story of someone who comes into power, loses his way and then finds redemption at the end. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very humanizing story. That was not something that was big in. I mean, it's it's so weird now because now it's so much more 
common for people to be humanized because honestly of of stuff like star wars but i would say maybe predominantly because of stan lee i don't think there is a single author who has done more for humanizing characters than stan lee um we've talked about this before but just look at the dc characters and the superheroes Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. like again batman nightwing like those are like my favorite yeah but as a whole yeah spider-man all of the x-men like you've got x-men is a a school of outcasts right the gifted youngsters and and spider-man who's struggling to keep his personal life like together Yeah. yeah right it's these are very human things right that and and you absolutely feel for those characters and root for them and hurt with them what's amazing is stanley wrote fantastic four which was it's weird that it's weird the era that we're in now especially because there's been like nine failed fantastic four movies they're gonna try it one more time i think i was told i was told that marvel got the rights to do like a fantastic four movie back from sony uh well, they bought the Fox had them, or but Fox. Yeah. Sorry, and if that doesn't it, work, yeah. really, you gotta you gotta put it to bed. Like that's Kevin, three failed Kevin, <laughs> franchises. Like strike three, you're out. I'm rooting for this, it. I would love a great Fantastic Four movie. It's great since they spoil massive spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the MCU movies, I'm about to spoil it for you. But it's great that they kind of wrote out uh, Steve Rogers at the end of Endgame. Because now Chris Evans is free to play Flaming Torch again. So that's the... Do you... No. That's a joke. Oh, I was like, that, they can't... It hurt me a little bit when, like, he played Captain America, which obviously I'm glad that he played Captain America now. Do a good job. But I was like, he's already the Human Torch. Like, I, again, Silver Surfer is the yeah. worst movie ever. Like, so they're not going to make <laughs> another movie. But, like, you can't cheat and have him as another right. superhero totally but yep. you can and it so, worked out well done kevin feige 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 kevin feige um also one of the things that is going to come up over and over and over again in this podcast because it's a legitimate struggle for me especially when i'm like putting together characters uh is when is violence okay right so like yeah. most of these movies even Star Wars, the idea is we're going to try and do this diplomatically. Um, I call it aggressive negotiations. Um, yeah. Until, uh, right? Until negotiations with a lightsaber. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to uh, Kenobi, Star Wars Legends, on audiobook right now. Oh, very cool. And it's actually, it's very not a bad, cool. the, the guy who reads it is not my favorite which is unfortunate, but you know, he's conversing. It's right after he drops Luke off on Tatooine and he's like trying to bargain for a kid's life with a Tusken Raider. And he's just like, okay, we're at an impasse. And that's when he turns his lightsaber on. he like tried all of these tactics. Yeah. And now I have to, I have to fight and kill you because it's not, it's not working the other way. My, my conundrum yeah. is, is that still okay? And I suppose right. we should have 
prefaced all of this with we're really coming at this from a Jesus story a, yeah. like as we want to model our lives after Jesus totally. and another reason why I call it the new way is because I think a lot of Western churches and people who call themselves Christians profess that have this idea that they have to be this action hero as a, like, Oh yeah. God bless America. If yeah. you don't believe in Jesus, we're going to send people over and kill you. Right. That's yeah, like that totally. sort of, or if you like are different than us or whatever, and it's just like, do you really think like every time that came up in the Bible, like Jesus is like, no, 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 like don't yeah. be a zealot, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that's another thing that I like. I want to redeem the Jesus story, right, to what yeah. it actually is supposed to be, and yeah. and tell stories that encourage kids that can look at characters and be like oh like violence doesn't have to be the answer and yeah. and how do you deal with that struggle of when it seems like violence and maybe it's not always a fight but like something that that tears down somebody what is the answer yeah. in like giving life in a situation it's and, funny. Is there, and is there an okay when you're at an impasse yeah. for the greater good right that's yeah. A huge struggle for me right now. Well, it seems we're at an impasse. That's my Obi-Wan Kenobi impression. That's, yeah. I'm just, that's been stuck in my head ever since you said impasse. Uh, yeah, dude. That's, I think the thing that, that makes me think of is... the here's my, just, here's my synthesized thought on that. What, what I was like processing while you were explaining is... I think we all always want, as men, especially if we're talking about kind of machismoists, um, we always we tend to think that we need to be there for the conflict. Yet Jesus seems to be more present for the fallout. Mm. Like we tend to want to like kick butt and take names, to quote to quote Mantis. Uh, but Jesus is kind of always there on the back end of after a conflict has happened. Not that he, not that he avoids conflict, obviously Jesus yeah. has lots of conflict, but he seems more present in the moments where it's like, Hey, you've just been hurt or you've just had a conflict. Um, come to me if you're weary and I'll give you rest. If you're yeah. burdened, you're heavy laden. Um, how can I heal you right now? What, what can I do? to meet you in a place of, uh, of cathartic transformation. And that's a big deal because as men, we're like, yeah, well, I want to have a fight or I want to, I want to put my foot down or, um, you know, I want to be there to intervene. But the truth is the intervention is actually really less important than being there for the fallout to yeah. being there after something happens we're always thinking well we need to stop bad things from happening but bad things are going to happen yeah. so instead of training ourselves to stop bad things from happening not that we shouldn't do that but let's also train ourselves to be first responders yeah interesting anyway. i do that's like a theme right throughout the bible that you see kind of despite human um 
flaws Jesus, God works out of that, right? Like the Old Testament is full of it. Every time the Israels prove that they suck as a people, and I'm lumping myself in, right? (laughs) Is that I'm not, uh, don't, this is going to be the first episode. And they're like, these guys are anti-Semites. He (laughs) said, Israelites suck as a people. All of them. Um, Uh, I'm not an anti-Semite. As, no, me Speaking neither. But as the Israelites were doing up their situation, uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, like as the Israelites kept messing up, as God's chosen people, uh, yeah. God comes in and redeems the situation regardless of what happened. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you failed. I've got you. Yeah, like, it's I mean, not, he doesn't define them by their yeah. failures, but helps define their life in the aftermath. Of redeeming yeah. the situation yeah that's that's a big it's a hard thing for me i it it's funny because it's such an int- it's such an integral part of being a husband every husband knows that it's not important that you solve problems mm-hmm. it's important that you're there to support your your wife when a problem happens that doesn't I mean you this, get to be lazy but i had this meta conversation with my wife uh, two years ago. And I was trying to think, like I'm thinking through this problem. I'm like, if someone breaks in, like I could, like, would it be the most loving thing to be like, hey man, whatever you do, like I still love you. God is still gonna love you. Boom, we're both dead. We're martyrs for Jesus. It was like, no fight him to the death. Like you will protect me. I'm like, I'm just, I understand. I probably will do that. Right. I want to like jump in, but I'm like, I'm trying to have this like philosophical, spiritual conversation. And she's like, how dare you she's even terrified. contemplate not protecting me? Which is funny. Cause you know, people always joke about me and you, how our personalities are complementary and thus our wives personalities to each of us are so similar I would be like, no, I'll kill him and let God sort that out. Like if we had that conversation and Brittany was like, what would you, would you, if I think not that long ago, she was like, would you actually, I don't want you to ever hurt somebody. And I would tend to be like, oh, I don't, you're my responsibility. If I have to pull someone's intestines out through their stomach in order to protect you from getting hurt, that's what I'll do. Pull larynx right out Road, from the throat. Roadhouse style. Roadhouse. Yeah. Roadhouse. Uh, I'm not a big Family Guy fan, but that's my favorite Family Guy bit. Is Peter Griffin watches Roadhouse and spends like a five minute montage thinking he can solve everything with a roundhouse kick, and so he's constantly just roundhouse kicking people in public and going Roadhouse. Oh my gosh, I've never the seen band. that bit. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and my wife the, is like, no, you shouldn't fight someone. And I'm like, you're freaking nuts, dude. So this is this is what we're going to end on. And next week, definitely come back, guys. We're going to talk about um, extreme sports and Judd Apatow and how uh, <laughs> yeah. we think, like, you know, obviously extreme sports and Judd Apatow as they yep. go together. And we're going to talk about, like, building people up and, and releasing people and how that actually has – uh, a yeah. huge impact on the world and talk about those stories. But let's end with this is yeah. that uh, we just had again last night, I think Kate saw something um, and she was like, why don't we have like a baseball bat by our bed? Like if somebody 
like breaks in or something. Right. And I was like, well, because like I have my hands in my legs. <laughs> Those are the weapons, right? The two most deadly weapons. I can and imagine. as much as I hate violence, I told her, I was like, I'm not like technically a black belt, so I can't like be registered as a deadly weapon. <laughs> but I'm like a low key uh, black market deadly weapon. Black market black belt. Yeah. Yeah. A black market black belt. <laughs> if I had social media, that would be my Twitter handle. You can you can follow me at black market black belt. Black belt. Yeah. Um, the uh, this is my I. I don't like violence. I'm trying my best to be a pacifist and to give life and bring life mm-hmm. in every scenario possible in relationships, yeah. how I live my life. I just did vegetarian diet for a month. I'm back hard on red meat, but for a month I did it. <laughs> um, if I get in a street fight, yeah, you take them down, you get into a body triangle, into a yeah. rear naked choke, Mm-hmm. which they doesn't actually require any nudity. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, they go unconscious. You can walk away. They're going to wake up. They're going to have a little bit of a headache. No real damage done. You yeah. win the fight. You get away safely. That's, I think that that's the answer. Especially... Well, you were that. right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. And that's what you'll say afterwards. Thanks for listening to New Way Stories. <laughs> That is the best way we could have ended it. Be sure to join us next week. Love you guys. Love you.